having recently completed a Bible study with a young lady in our church on the subject of the wounded spirit, I felt led by the Lord to share some principles related to this very pertinent subject via a Journey Through the Bible podcast. Let's just commit this teaching to our Heavenly Father. Father God, you are the healer of the brokenhearted. You are the repairer of the breach. Holy Spirit, may you use this teaching to bring healing where healing is necessary. Thank you, Lord, that no seed of your word will be stolen by the enemy. It will not return void. It will accomplish that for which it was sent, and it will prosper. We just give you all the praise and the glory in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Firstly, to lay a basic foundation, this is a very vast subject, so I've just pinpointed certain areas in the hopes that it will bring better understanding of this important subject. The human spirit, although invisible to the naked eye, is a very real part of every human being and it is susceptible to damage. It's not the will of our Maker that any of His beautiful creation walk around wounded. He is no respecter of persons and He has such a deep desire that all of mankind are healed and made whole, connected to Him and living life with divine purpose fulfilling God-given destinies. The moment a person is born again, his or her spirit man instantly comes alive and is adopted into the kingdom of heaven, out of darkness and into light, and immediately becomes a child of God, as stated in 2 Corinthians 6 verse 18. I will be a father to you, and you will be my sons and daughters says the Lord Almighty. It is then that the work of restoration of the human spirit begins. We as believers in Christ are then in a position for the supernatural healing of the Holy Spirit to take place. It is a process of restoration, which also includes what is known as sanctification, or, in more simple terms, becoming more Christ-like, as described in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. May the God of peace himself sanctify you through and through, that is, separate you from profane and vulgar things, make you whole and undamaged, consecrated to him, set apart for his purpose, and may your spirit, soul, and body be kept complete and be found blameless at the coming of our Lord Yeshua, Jesus Christ. Wounding can take place in many different ways, depending on each person's circumstances in life. The human spirit being susceptible to damage even from the moment of conception Psalm 139 describes how fearfully and wonderfully our Creator has skillfully handcrafted each little human being 
in the secret place of a mother's womb. Yet due to human ignorance or neglect, traumatic circumstances, generational curses, demonic infiltration and many other factors, the little spirit of a person is prone to getting hurt and experiencing rejection, if not lovingly nurtured and protected. The well-known expression, sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me, is a lie, because words carry great power, power from both a positive and a negative perspective. The Bible has a lot to say about the subject. For example, Proverbs 15 verse 4 says, A soothing tongue, speaking words that build up and encourage, is a tree of life. But a perversive tongue, speaking words that overwhelm and depress, crushes the spirit. The King James Version describes it like this, A wholesome tongue is a tree of life but perversiveness therein is a breach in the spirit. The word for breach in Hebrew describes this well. It actually comes from two root words, Sheba, S-H-E-B-E-R, which means a fracture, destruction, affliction, bruise or hurt, and the word Shabar, S-H-A-B-A-R, which means to burst, broken-hearted, crush, destroy, break in pieces. That's exactly what negative words can do to damage the human spirit. A baby in a mother's womb can easily feel unloved if words of cursing are spoken over the child instead of blessing. The same principle applies to an older child, or an adult for that matter. Age doesn't come into account. Words hurt. Proverbs 18 verse 21 says, Death and life are in the power of the tongue. I'm sure that all Christians have fallen prey to being used by the devil somewhere along the line in this area through the use of negative critical words and have in turn been on the receiving end of unkind and abusive words. The problem is exacerbated when the bearer of the words come out of the mouths of authority figures such as parents, church leaders, school teachers, etc. Those in society who should know better Whatever instrument the devil has chosen to use to bring trauma of any sort to the human spirit, whether it be verbal or physical abuse for that matter, the issue is where the spirit has been broken or crushed, there needs to come healing. This is the divine work, act of the Holy Spirit, who has the ability to replace sadness with joy and turn mourning into dancing. He is well able to heal and restore a broken spirit. Psalm 30 verse 11 in the New Living Translation 
describes this so well. It says, You have turned my mourning into joyful dancing. You have taken away my clothes of mourning and clothed me with joy. Proverbs 15 verse 13 also says, A heart full of joy and gladness makes a cheerful face, but when a heart is full of sadness, the spirit is crushed. Depression and many sicknesses are closely associated with spiritual wounding. If this was better understood by both the medical fraternity and also by secular psychologists, I'm sure that there would be a lot more healed people in this world and far less money spent on medical expenses. I'm just going to mention some other scriptures that are associated with this. Proverbs 18 verse 14 also says, The spirit of man sustains him in sickness, but who can bear a wounded spirit? Proverbs 17 verse 22 states that a happy heart is good medicine, and a joyful mind causes healing, but a broken spirit dries up the bones. And here is a description of bone disease caused by a damaged spirit, whereas a healed whole heart, which belongs to a person who is connected to God in a healthy relationship with him, this results in a contented whole person who is healthy in mind, body, soul and spirit. From a personal perspective, I just want to share a quick testimony concerning my own restoration of my spirit. I was born again at the age of 15, yet despite having been discipled at an early age by my pastor's wife, and she did a very good job of healing and deliverance. She was trained and equipped in that area, and she did a very good job. And I also attended Bible school overseas. It was an excellent Bible school. But despite all of that, by the time I married Graham, and that was at the age of 22, I was still sitting with a pain deep down inside of me. And over the years, I'd often tell my husband that it felt like a pain which was worse than an actual physical pain. Now the Lord, obviously when I was born again, he began that work of restoration and of sanctification in my life. But concerning the actual healing of my spirit, it has not been a once-off miraculous event whereby I was suddenly healed, but rather a progressive journey where the great physician has poured his healing balm into those areas of my life which have needed a touch from the Master's hand. Am I perfected yet? No, of course not. I am still in the process of being sanctified, just like every other follower of Christ. But praise the Lord, he is the healer of the breach, as Isaiah 58 verse 12 states. In a similar way, I suppose it can be described like this. When the walls of an ancient city were broken down and there was no protection from the enemy forces, then the enemy was able to come in and destroy the people in the city because the walls were broken down. 
Likewise, where there is a breach in the human spirit, an open door is provided for the enemy of our souls to invade and bring dysfunctionality. How important it is for that restoration where there's been damaged to take place. Now, how does this healing actually occur? Well, there are numerous ways in which our father heals his children. I've experienced healing, for example, many simple ways by enjoying the wonders and beauty of the Lord's creation and nature. Also, by doing something creative, such as decorating, for example, decorating my home. I also find that I love the creativity of colorful clothing, coordinating my clothing. God gives us clothes to enjoy, not to make an idol of it, obviously, but also to enjoy. Women are supposed to look good. We are created to be beautiful. So there's nothing wrong with creativity. For some people, it might be the creative work of music or artwork or whatever it might be. We are all gifted in different ways. But it's important to allow that healing flow to come through creativity. And, of course, to make oneself available to the Holy Spirit and allow him to pinpoint and expose those areas of pain which cause trigger reactions so that he is able to heal accordingly. Being connected to other believers, it's also important for prayer and ministry needs, and making every effort to belong to a local church. The healing the Lord provides should then be passed on to others, as Isaiah 58 verse 12 says, you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of streets with dwellings. God heals uniquely in every person's life in an individual way. It is something which is supernatural, but it is up to each one of us to allow him to do the healing. Some people find it too painful that they do not allow the Holy Spirit to come in, to allow him to go into those areas of the past where pain has taken place, where the trauma has taken place. But only the Holy Spirit can do that healing. So for that restoration to take place, he has to be invited. It's important to invite the Holy Spirit, to surrender to him, to make him the Lord of one's life and to allow him to do that healing, even where it's painful, where there's places where there's been shame, where there's places where very often it's those areas of one's house, as it were, because we are the temple of the Holy Spirit, each one of us, and corporately as the body of Christ. But it's so important to allow him to go into those areas and to do a cleansing, to do a healing. And it's amazing. You know, I've found in my life, as I've opened myself to the Holy Spirit, how he has healed in different ways. Because it takes courage to actually allow the Holy Spirit to be that spotlight, to be the lamp, as it were, the lamp to expose those areas that need to be healed and restored and to be cleansed. Every situation is different, but he wants to pinpoint those root issues which require cleansing and healing. And only the individual person can make themselves available to do that very thing. I also want to make reference 
to the Old Testament story of Daniel without going into very much detail. Daniel was a young man who the Bible describes in Daniel chapter 5 verse 12 as having an excellent spirit. Although he was an exiled Jew living in amongst the foreign people of Babylon, Daniel did not allow his spirit to be contaminated or defiled by their pagan beliefs and traditions. As a result, he maintained a lifestyle which was very different to the world in which he lived. And as a result, God elevated him to a position of honor and success. It was Daniel's extraordinary spirit. That's how the Amplified Bible refers to it. He had an extraordinary spirit. And it was this extraordinary spirit. It enabled him to do great exploits for God. He knew how to rule and reign in life. And God desires exactly the same for each one of us as modern-day believers, modern-day disciples of Christ, living in a world which is very evil. As Christians, we have the power of the resurrected Christ living in and through us in order to make a difference. Daniel made the Lord God of Israel his number one priority by setting his affections on things above. And it was his extraordinary spirit which won the day, despite the difficult circumstances he faced. It is an excellent spirit which God is looking for in the body of Christ today. He desires that each one of us, as his children, demonstrate a spirit of excellence. But for that spirit of excellence to be manifest, there has to be healing and restoration of any brokenness of any spirit that has been damaged. I'm just going to pray a very simple prayer now to end off this very basic teaching. That the Lord would heal body, soul, and spirit of any person who is listening and needs that healing right now. May you be touched in your body, soul, and spirit and be healed through the power of your Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord, that you are the healer of the breach. You came to heal the brokenhearted, to set the captive free. Be healed in Yeshua's mighty name. May this teaching bless those who are recipients of it in Yeshua's mighty name. Be blessed by the Almighty God in heaven. Amen. <music>